0: what's up everybody happy new year happy new year happy new year first message of the year you guys know where you guys are at welcome to my pain fighters podcast i am Reverend lyle lewis aka sean lu and you guys know that this is the place where you come to hear the word of god to get encouraged to get inspired whatever it is that you come here for I'm just glad you're here. Hey, welcome into a new year. Welcome to a new time. Welcome to a new you. This is the year. Go ahead and get yourself together. Now is the time. Don't put it off. Always, always, always push and strive for something new. Hey, guys, you know who I am. I'm Reverend Lyle Lewis. I am a minister at the Word Evangelistic Church, where the pastor is Prophet Willie C. Townsend, and our co-pastor Prophet is Prophetess Denise Townsend. Come on out. Check us out. We're here, located in the Chicago area. By all means, look us up online to get the address. Um, If you're in the Chicago area, for those of you who are not in the Chicagoland area, please check us out. We're on YouTube. We have uh, um, our podcast, not our podcast, our telecast and our streamline comes on Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays. Uh, Wednesdays and Fridays, it's uh, roughly around 8 o'clock Central Time, between 8 and 8.30, somewhere around that time. You know, sometimes, you know... um, uh, certain circumstances kind of hold us up from being able to get started but you know roughly around 8 830 we're normally getting started with uh with our streamline uh it's actual lot li- is an actual live streamline on YouTube and then we actually have a live streamline slash telecast uh, we do the streamline and then we, we were also recording for a TV station uh on Sunday uh that normally happens roughly around two uh, about two o'clock between 130 and two o'clock so Uh, by all means click and like on the youtube icon you know what i'm saying you go to word evangelistic church click on the uh subscribe and click the bell notification so that then this way every single time the word evangelistic church pops up with a message you'll be one of the first people to be notified and be told what it is the lord would have for you to hear today all right or you can keep tuning into my podcast and i'm only hey i'm gonna teach you what i've been taught you know, hey, I mean, either way, me and my pastor teaching the same thing. He's the one that taught me how to break the word of God down. So therefore, I do like the Bible says, commit thou what thou heard on the faithful men. So, you know, I'm out spreading the gospel. My pastor's out spreading the gospel. We just love God. We love spreading the word of God. So, hey, we're going to go ahead and dive into our lesson on today. All right. So today's lesson, we're going to be talking about claiming salvation versus living salvation all right now uh the the the, the thing that I, the reason why i wanted to talk about this is because you have know where a lot of times individuals are saying that they're saved they're saying that they're in god they're saying that they go to church they're saying all this stuff about god church this that that this and the other And they think that that's okay. They think that, okay, just because I go to church or, you know, just because I said the sinner's prayer or just because I did just this one or two steps, I just, I did this so far, you know, I should be okay. But... You have individuals out there along with the Word of God. Word of God is teaching you, if you've read it, because you've got a lot of people, they, they swear up it now, that they read the Bible, but how it is that they skip over certain things that the Bible tells you to do, that the Bible tells you to look for within yourself, within your mind, within your heart, within your spirit, how they skip over these things, I don't know. But nonetheless, they're there, okay? Now, an individual who's claiming salvation, again, is a religious person is an individual who they just go to church, but they're not necessarily living like they're saved. They're not living the lifestyle that Christ said that they should live. They're not living according to the word of God. They're living according to their flesh, they're living according to their emotions and their feelings, they're living according to circumstances and situations, they're living according to everything except faith in God, in Christ, and in the word. They're living according to themselves, according to their families, you know what I'm saying? The Bible says, if any man loves his mother, brother, sister more than he loves me, he's not worthy of me. Now, this is what Christ said. And he said this: if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first, you know, uh, the first books of the uh, the New Testament, you read that, it's in those books. He says, if you didn't even in the Ten Commandments, it says, Have no other gods before me. Understand this. When the Bible says, have no other... When when the Ten Commandments said, have no other gods before me, it wasn't just talking about idol gods. See, everybody looks at it like, you know, uh, you're worshiping stones, statues, and all the other kind of stuff like that. No, you can have yourself as a God above the true and living God. You get what I'm saying? How do you do that? You do things more for yourself, looking out more for you than for God? What I mean looking out more for you? Meaning, okay, for instance... If you're doing things more for yourself and you're doing nothing for God, you got yourself set up as God above God. You're worshiping yourself more than you're worshiping God. See, we are not put on this earth to give ourselves glory. We're not put on this earth to give ourselves honor. We're put on this earth to serve and give God the glory and give God the honor. All right. We are here for God. We're not here for ourselves. We're here to serve God. Notice in, 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 in when you open up uh, the book of Genesis, it tells us that God put man on the earth to populate the earth, to, 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 to take care of the land. You know what I'm saying? Why? This is what he put us on this earth to do this, to take care of this land, to take care of the earth, to take care of the animals and to tame them and so on and so on. He gave man dominion over the land. Last time I checked, anytime you are working for an individual, anytime you get somewhere and somebody is telling you to do something, somebody hires you to do something, somebody brings you in, normally you work for that individual. Look at your job. You go to work, right? When you go to work, you don't go to work and do what you want to do. Most people who go to work and do what they want to do wind up fired at some point in time. They wind up let go from the company at some point in time. But when you go to work, your job is to do what that uh, industry is telling you to do. If you are a mechanic like I am, you go to work, you work on cars, you work on trucks, you work on whatever has wheels, that's what you do. You work on engines, transmissions, axles, whatever that place tells you to do. Whatever they're telling you to fix, that's what you fix. If you're an electrician, when you go to your job, they tell you, hey, Go out here and go figure out what's going on with this electrical issue. Go out there and rewire this house. Go out there and, 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 and uh, uh, figure out why this person's lights won't cut off or cut on. You know what I'm saying? You go to Now, you go and they assign your job. Your job goes and they assign you a task to do and you go and do what you want to do. You're going to get in trouble. So why is it that when we get here on earth, when we're born, when we come into the knowledge of God, we don't look at it the same way. God put us on this earth for a purpose. You need to find out what that purpose is. But most people aren't trying to do that. So therefore, when they start going to church, when they start, that's what they think. They think, oh, God just wants me to go to church. Yes, God does want you to go to church, but God has a certain purpose for everybody on this planet. He's got something that he wants you to do. There's something that you can do. I know you hear a lot of people on these like feel good, like, you know, what I'm saying, uh, uh, um, you know, everybody's all feel good and, and happy and all oh, to be the best you and so forth and so forth. You have a purpose. You do have a purpose. Go and find out from God, the one who puts you on the planet. Go find out from him what your purpose is. You might just be an individual who he, God just wants you in church. What is that? What would that mean? Meaning, He wants you, as somebody who's saved, who come to come back to Him. He just may just want you to come back. Have, you never know. But uh, again, you never know until you actually go and learn what it is you're supposed to do. When you go to work, you clock in and you go to your boss and say, "What is today's assignment?" When you go to work, when you clock in, you already know what task you have to take on because. This is what you had to do. You had finished something last night, or you had to finish something last night, you didn't to get to it. So you're coming in this morning, you already know what you gotta do. You gotta fill out this report. You gotta do this paperwork. You gotta meet with clients and customers. You gotta fix an engine. You gotta uh, uh, drive a route. You gotta, you know, whatever it is that you do. You know what you gotta do, but it is not known to you before you get the job, am I right? You have an idea of what they want you to do, but you don't know fully what they want you to do until you actually get hired. What does this have to do with claiming salvation? Individuals who are claiming salvation, they'll swear up and down, they know what God wants from them. But at the same time, they're not living out their purpose. They don't serve God. So therefore, they don't know what God is requiring of them. They don't know what God is asking of them because one, there's no concern. They're more concerned with just the superficial, uh, uh, image of looking like a godly individual or they're just, Hey, look, I go to church. That's good enough. You know what I'm saying? You have some people who claim salvation, who are sincere, you know what I'm saying? They're claiming salvation, but they're not living the fullness of an individual who is saved. Meaning what they're living half and half. They may be a very good individual You know, they pay their tithes, they give this, they do that, but at the same time, when the Word of God goes forth and tells them what they should and should not be doing, how they should and should be conducting themselves, they don't listen to it. They still have their own mind, they still have their own righteousness, they still have their own way of doing things. All right? These are all individuals who are claiming. Claiming. What do I mean by claiming? Meaning, your, 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 uh, what is the, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, right, I, I just had a blank I just drew a blank But you know how the, the scripture says uh, uh, Knowing the knowledge of the scripture But denying the power thereof If I'm not mistaken You're an individual who's doing that You're denying the power of what God would have you do What God would have to you be You're denying the power of the word of God What is the power of the word of God The power of the word of God is to give you instruction It is to guide you It is to keep you safe It is to keep you saved It is to keep you in right standard with God, but you're denying the power thereof by going against what the word of God say. You're denying the power thereof by doing what you want to do. These are individuals who are claiming, if you want to put it in simpler terms, false claiming. Anybody who's ever been in a gang before, anybody who's ever been around gang activity, they all gangs have the same term, false claiming. What is false claiming? When you say you're a part of a gang, but you're not. You're in God saying you're a part of God, but you're not. You're false claiming. These are individuals claiming salvation. You're not doing anything that God tells you to do. In result, everybody who's claiming salvation, let me put it in a nutshell. Because you always have it where you get that individual that I I describe all these different things of individuals who are false claiming or claiming salvation and you're not actually saved. But you get that one person, a couple of people who are listening like, no, I'm okay. Let me put it in a nutshell. Anybody who's claiming or or, or false claiming, same thing. You're claiming salvation, false claiming salvation. This is who you are. The word of God goes forth. You're not being obedient to it. God tells you what to do. You're not being obedient to it. The word of God that that you claim to read all the time is telling you what to do, how to live, how to think, how to operate in God as an individual that's saved and you're paying and you're not paying any attention to it. You're not listening to it or you're taking bits and pieces of what you want instead of eating the whole roll, instead of taking the whole sum of the word of God and living it out. That's an individual who is claiming be saved now you have it where i said claiming salvation and living salvation now let me tell you the individual who's living salvation the individual that's living salvation is an individual that when the word of god goes forth if he's doing something that the word of god tells him he should not be doing he instantly corrects it and he instantly changes for what god would have him to do who god would have for him to be he got saved for real He's not just telling you. In other words, it's like the Bible says. You have it where an individual who's claiming that they're saved are those who are saved, meaning uh, 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 they honor God with their mouth, praise him with their lips, but their hearts are far from God. But the individual who's living out his salvation is the individual who goes out and he does things like he makes sure that, what, that the word of God is planted on good soil. He makes sure that uh, 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 he's one of the wise virgins. In other words, he's making sure that he's more than well prepared for when the Lord comes for him. How do you make sure you're prepared when the Lord comes from you? Not only do you get saved, but you grow in your salvation. You add to your faith. You 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 show forth uh that whatever it is that God would have for you to do, or whoever it is He would have for you to be, you make sure that you strive to do and be that. You're not worried about how people feel. You're not worried about what people think. See, this is what the problem is, especially in today's society. Today's society is so worried about how people feel about them or what people think about them and all oh, you better stop worrying about that nobody cares about who you that's you're worried about the wrong thing worry about how god feels about you how about that why the bible says don't fear man who only has enough power to kill the body it says yeah but i tell you who to fear it says fear god whom after he's killed the body has the power to cast a soul into hell. Not one person out here has a heaven or hell to put you through, I mean, put you in. They may make you feel like you're in hell, but that's nothing compared to being in hell. There is nothing that anybody on this planet can do more than kill you. And I'm not saying that that's not something we should not be wary of. The point that I'm trying to make is, man has no power. Man can arrest you. Man can evict you, man can fire you, but man cannot place your soul in this final resting destination. God can. We go to work, we're afraid of our bosses, we walk the streets, we're afraid of police, we go around people, we're afraid of this individual or that individual because of how they act or their personality, but nobody's afraid of God. The individual that is living their salvation has a fear. And I don't mean like you're afraid of God. Meaning you have like a reverence fear. Meaning you're very respectful of God. You respect man's laws. You respect the laws of your job. You respect the laws of the courtroom. You respect the laws of any of the grocery stores you're going. But you don't respect the laws of God. An individual who's living their salvation respects all of what God would have them to do. But an individual who's claiming salvation only respects either some of what God would have for them to do or none of it. If the Lord tells you, Oh, yeah, you know, pray to get the things that you want out of life. You'll accept that message. But when the message tells you to stop fornicating, to stop sleeping with people that you're not married to, when the message is telling you that you can't live with this man or this woman, and here it is, you're not married to them, when the word of God tells you you can't drink, you can't smoke, when the word of God tells you that you can't steal and you can't lie, When the word of God is telling you that you can't uh, 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 be man with man and woman with woman. When the word of God is telling you that you need to get saved and get out of this life. When the word of God tells you that you need to separate yourself from people. Those are the messages we want to push away. Those are the messages we want to say, who is who? Why should I listen to that? God doesn't understand. The pastor that's preaching this message doesn't understand. Reverend Lewis doesn't understand. No, I do understand. The word of God understands. That's why it's being preached to you. Because we understand that you either, A, have a lack of knowledge of these things, or B, you're just claiming salvation. But either way, we still got to get the message out. We still have to tell you what thus saith the Lord, regardless of how you feel or what you think. An individual that's living salvation will hear that message and grow thereby, correct themselves, do what God has for them to do because they understand at the end of the day, God is who they have to answer to. At the end of the day, whatever it is they heard from the word of God, now that they have knowledge of the word of God, they don't have any excuse with God. When they go and stand before God, an individual who's living their salvation understands, I'm going to be held accountable for whatever message I heard. Whatever it is that God told me, I'm going to be held accountable for that. Therefore, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to live in the way that the Lord would have for me to be. But an individual who is quote-unquote claiming salvation is an individual who will say, I do what I want to do. The Lord understands. I do what I want to do. God just wants me to be happy. God does want you to be happy. But he wants you to be happy according to his word. He wants you to be happy. Okay, look at your parents. Those of us who have good parents, I understand that there's a lot of people out there who really honestly did not have good parents. I, I, I understand that. But those of you... Who do have very good parents Um, Those of you who, you know, everybody knows what a good parent is Whether you had them or not, okay Whether you are one or not, you know um, You look at a good parent A good parent is a parent who's going to lead and guide their child in the right way It doesn't matter what that child wants It doesn't matter how that child feels Don't get me wrong, it's not to say that they don't care about how their children feel, they do. Same way God cares about how we feel. But at the same time, if they know that that child is walking in the wrong ways of life, they're going to instruct that child. A good parent is going to tell that child, you don't want to go that way. Here's the reason why you don't want to go that way. Here's what this is going to end you up. Here's what this is going to do to you in the end. This is how this end result is going to turn out. It's the same way with God. When God steps on the scene with the word of God, he's telling you how he wants things to go because this is the safe way to be, not just safe at salvation, but safe as far as your life. He tells you, don't have sex out of marriage. You look at individuals who have sex out of marriage, look at the problems that they have to face. Now, mind you, people who are married have problems, but you got to look at the individuals who are having sex out of marriage, right? You have it where there's commitment issues, there's, uh, 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 what is it, trust issues, emotional problems where it's like one party gets way more attached than the other. You get it where you're worried about disease, you're worried about uh, 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 kids out of wedlock. Oh, you know, the, the woman who's having sex out of marriage she has sex, and then next thing you know, she's stuck with babies, and now she's worried. She, while she's pregnant, she's got to worry: is the man who got me pregnant is he's going to step up and be a good father? If you'd have been married, you wouldn't have had that problem. You look at it like, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, this this lady is saying that I got her pregnant. Well, I mean, how does she know that I, I'm the father? Well, if you would have been married in the Lord, you wouldn't have that problem. Why did I add that part in the Lord? Because I do get it that, you know, uh, everybody cheats. You get it where, you know, people cheat. You know what I'm saying? You have where men cheat on their wives and wives cheat on their husbands. I get that. So, you know what I'm saying? But if you get married in the Lord, the Lord protects you from those things. You know what I'm saying? The Lord tells you get married in the Lord. This way, you don't have to worry about, is that child yours? You know, dad. This way, you don't have to worry about, is he going to step up and be a father? You know that your husband is going to step up and be a father, mother. Why? Because these are individuals who are living out their salvation. Because God told them what to do, how to do it, and He he's guiding you on a safe path to where now here it is, you're married to a good spouse who's going to be a good mother, who's going to be a good father, who's going to be a committed husband, who's going to be a committed wife, and who's going to help you raise these kids, build a, build, build a good home. You have it where, uh, 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 individuals who are claiming salvation, you know, you gotta worry about things like, okay, cirrhosis of the liver and things like that. Why? Because you're constantly out there drinking. You're constantly out there smoking. You're constantly out there doing things that's not supposed to be done. You're putting harmful things in your body. You're doing drugs. You're alcoholics. You're doing these things. But if you were living in salvation... Like God wanted you, if you listen to what God is telling you to do and let him guide you, direct you, lead you, tell you what to do, that you'll be an individual who you're not doing hurtful things to your body. You're not relying on drugs and alcohol to make you feel a certain way. Again, what's wrong with living a safe, saved life? What's wrong with that? What, you think it's boring? Is that what it is? You think you can't have fun? Look, dude don't get me wrong yeah there's a lot of time when i might be broke but dude I, i've had lots of fun being saved and i'm not just saying that just to you know, make it seem like oh well dude i go out i have man i have a blast whenever i can get out I'm, I'm i'm busy a lot of time but whenever i do get the chance to go out man i have a great time i don't have to drink and smoke and party and and lay up with females to have a good time. Dude, I go, me and my wife go out. We have a great time. We go out places. We do whatever the hell it is we're going to do. We have a good time. We come back home knowing that whatever it is that we did, we don't have to worry about any complications or repercussions behind it. I go out and go have a good time. Hey, I get with some of my brothers and my sisters in the Lord, and we go, you know what I'm saying, hang out at each other's house the same way sinners do. But when I go there, I don't have to worry about getting, you know, blackout drunk, waking up next to somebody trying to figure out, did we have sex? Why, Why are we laying here naked? I don't have to worry about that. I get to go have my, hey, we go and we have a good time. I go home and I wake up next to my wife. I don't have to worry about, did me and my wife have sex? Hey, hey, if we did or if we didn't, great. And for those of you who aren't saved, and you don't live those wild and crazy type lives and scenarios, thank you, that's great. But that still doesn't excuse you from this. You still got to get saved just like everybody else. Because there's other things that you got to worry about that God can protect you from. Disease, hardship in life, several other different factors. Now, mind you, you have it where people who are saved, they got diseases, they got hardships in life. But here's the thing. When you have God's protection, he allows you to go through these things and they don't destroy you. He allows you to go through these things and they don't devastate your life to where you're just completely wiped out. He always makes it to where there's a way to keep yourself sustained. There's always a way to come out of the situation. There's always a way. The Lord makes a way for those who, those who are living their salvation. But see, here's the thing. See, when you look at it, an individual who's claiming their salvation always looks better than an individual who's living their salvation. Why? The devil has to make sure that the propaganda that he's putting out there looks better than what God's putting out there. So you get an individual who's claiming salvation, they're the individual, hey, things always seem to turn up for them, like, you know what I'm saying, like, hey, you know, they get get good jobs, you know what I'm saying, they're the ones who always seem to have the most money, you know, things are always working out, they seem to have the best of luck, this and that, that and this, and it's like, wow, you know, but they're not serving God, but you get the individual that is serving God, they're always broke, they're begging and borrowing, they always seem to be, you know, the most poorest of the bunch, this and that, that and this, why is that? Because an individual who's living their salvation, they, again, they're not living to themselves. So therefore, a lot of things that they go through, a lot of things they do wind up being an end result of them truly living out their salvation and going through because this is what God is drawing their life out to do to make them a stronger individual. While to, to a lot of people that doesn't make sense. You got to look at it, okay, if you're an individual who's working out, what are you doing to your body? When you go to work out, don't you break your body down to make it a better body? When you're fat, there's a lot of people who's listening to this message, is fat, and I'm not body shaming you, but you, 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 come on now. You know, you know that you're overweight. You're trying to go out there and lose weight. I don't care if you're taking supplements. I don't care if you're out there actually exercising. Whatever it is you're doing, you are trying to break your body down to recreate it into something new. Those of you who just like to work out, you're trying to break your body down to create it into something new. When you're trying to learn a new skill, you're breaking down certain cells in your mind to recreate new cells that allow you to retain this memory you cannot break so you cannot make something new look at the seed when you plant a seed the seed has to be broken down in order to sprout the plant that you're growing why can't that why is it that that's so hard of a concept to believe with God? See the individual that's claiming salvation, they're not trying to be there, nobody's breaking them down. There's not, God's not breaking them down. He's trying to reach them, but he's not breaking them down. He's letting them live their life. So therefore, they get to walk through the conveniences. That, 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 that hey, look, if, 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 if you live a life to yourself, and I'm just using that as an example, okay? If you live a life to yourself, and, okay, prime, oh, perfect example. Perfect example. Individuals, you got an individual who's living salvation as opposed to an individual that's claiming salvation. Somebody who's claiming salvation, when God says, it's time for you to pay your tithes. Tithes are 10% of your gross, not net. The individual that's claiming salvation says, oh, God don't know what he's talking about. He, I'll just, you know, I'll give him what I want to give him. You know what I'm saying? And he won't even blame God. He'll put it on, he'll put it on the pastor. Individual that's claiming salvation will put it on the pastor hook. Huh. That pastor, he, he just want my money. He going to get what I give him. 10%. He will get 10% of net. He'll get 10% of what I got in my pocket right now. 10% of the gross. How am I supposed to live? This pastor's crazy. But the individual who's living their salvation will hear 10% of gross. Lord, if that's what you require of me, here you go. Yeah, it takes a bit of, it takes a decent chunk of money away from me, but whatever it is I need, I'll trust you for it. Whatever it is I need, I'll look to you for it. If I don't need it, then great. If I do, I trust that you will get it to me some way, somehow, one way or another. Yeah, people, 10% of gross tithes and offerings. You look on your check, when you look at your paycheck, and you look at it, and it says gross pay, net pay, don't pay your tithes and offer from the net pay, what you're getting after taxes. No, you pay your tithes off of what, what, what the job gave you before the government touched it. Yeah, that's what you pay tithes and and on. But an individual who's living their salvation already knows that. An individual that's living their salvation is actually doing that. Somebody who's claiming their salvation is paying from the net or paying from what they feel as though they should pay. Oh, well, I made $3,000 this check gross. Uh, I got, I'm just, I don't know, you know, wherever it is you live, you know, their taxes are different wherever, you know, you live, but you know, I got $3,000, um, on this check. Um, I'm getting, you know, 2,200 back after taxes. You know what I'm saying? My tithes and offering, you know, uh, $200 for tithes and offering. Hell that's, that's a bit steep. Mind you, if you get $3,000 on a check, your tithes are $300. Tides are three hundred dollars. They'll get oh well yeah two hundred dollars for tides. Uh, you know what hell I I'll give them seventy five for tides and ten for offering. I'll do that. Maybe fifty. Maybe fifty dollars for tides. 50. That's an individual that's claiming salvation. Somebody that's living salvation. You get a three thousand dollar check. Okay, three hundred dollar tides. Fifty to one hundred dollars an offering. You know. That, that that seems decent And present that into the Lord you don't believe me go read upon Cain and Abel Cain gave what he wanted to give Abel gave what God required perfect example of somebody perfect example of claiming and living in salvation even though there was no salvation in but like I said that's just a, a good example of what I'm trying to say an individual who gives God What it is he's looking for is the individual in the end. Don't look at today. See, the problem is those of you, for those of you who are living your salvation, I send you this encouraging message. Don't look at today. Trust me. Trust me. Believe me when I tell you as an individual who has lived salvation, I've been saved since 2001. I have gone through, you know what I'm saying? And fortunately, thanks be to God, I've been saved longer than I've, you know what I'm saying, longer than I've been a sinner you know what i'm saying uh what was that? i got saved in 2001 so last year in 2021 that would be 20 years so coming into 2022 this would be my uh um i got saved at 19 so yeah i lived 19 years as a, you know what i'm saying not saved and then um, um 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 what is it um 20 yeah i'm going on 20 years and being t- but either way either way uh To those of you who are living your salvation, don't allow yourself to be uh, persuaded, deterred, um, um, distracted by what you see of individuals who are just claiming salvation. I've gone through this uh, before. I I, kind of struggled with this at one point in time in my salvation because I would look through and I would see individuals who, you know, they seem to be doing better. Now, it didn't make me want to leave God. It did not make me want to leave God But, you know, it did make me kind of frustrated because I'm like, how did they get to get away with doing whatever they want to do and just claiming? But here it is. I'm living the fullness of God. But then a message, my pastor had preached a message basically telling us, you're not living for today. Don't look at your today. Even individuals who are successful, millionaires, billionaires, movie stars, rap stars, whatever. These individuals even tell you, don't look at today. You're looking at tomorrow. See, an individual who is claiming salvation, they're only living for today. They're looking at their today. An individual who's living their salvation, you're looking at your tomorrow. You're looking at, I want eternal life. So therefore, if you want eternal life, that's a hefty price that we got to pay. But at the end of the the end of the day, it's worth it. Don't look at your today. Satan's going to show you your today. You don't have money today. You don't have a car today. You don't have a place to live today. You don't have a good marriage today. You keep going and focusing on God. Let your mind be focused on what God has for you to do, who God wants you to be. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. If you look around at your circumstances, you look around at the situation that you're in, you're gonna get distracted, you're gonna get disencouraged, you're gonna feel hurt, you're gonna be angry, but if you focus on God, yeah, I get it. It's hard sometimes not to look around and and, and, and see that you don't have this or, or 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 you've gone without that for a while. But Again, focus on what it is that's up the road. See, we well, look at individuals who like run marathons, right? They're not necessarily looking at their right. They're, they're, they're not focused on what they're doing right now, because if they focus on what's going on right at that moment of them jogging or running in that marathon, they're going to realize their body is screaming at them. We need to stop, please. I don't want to run anymore. No, they're focused on the finish line. Individuals who are running a race, like the Bible says, you're running a race. You look at an individual that's, uh, that's 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 on a track team. You look at people who are running races, who be at marathons, triathlons, you know what I'm saying? Decathlons, whatever. You get these strong, you know what I'm saying? What is it? The Ironman competitions and, and 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 like the Tour de France competitions. They're not focused on right now. They're focused on the finish line. That's what God wants you to focus on. Those of you that are living your salvation. Focus on the finish line. Focus on the end. Don't focus on today. Because those are, those that are claiming salvation are looking at their today and they're trying to get you to look at your today. But the problem with looking at your today is this. There is no promise of tomorrow if you're looking at today. Bad enough tomorrow is not promised to you. That's bad enough in itself. But if you live for today, then that means you're just living for yourself. But if you live for your tomorrow, you're living for a purpose. You have something to strive for. Individuals who are only claiming salvation, they don't want to strive. They don't want to fight. They don't want to put forth the extra effort to give God what is looking for. But those of us who gave the commitment to God and said, I'm going to live for you until you call me home, you've got something to live for. You've got something to strive for. Go for it. God will make you a better husband. God will make you a better father. God will make you a better wife. God will make you a better mother. He will make you a better woman. He will make you a better man. But you have to allow him to do it. Those that are just claiming salvation, they don't want God to instruct them. Because if they did, they wouldn't just be claiming salvation, they would be living salvation. They would be looking at their tomorrow. They would be looking at the end result of what God would have for them to do and who he would have for them to be. They would be looking at heaven. And they will be doing whatever it takes to make it there. If God says don't commit fornication, they won't commit fornication. If he says no drunkard shall enter in, they won't drink. If he says that no fornication or adultery, they wouldn't be having sex with folks that they're not married to. If he says you have to give a life, give me a lifestyle that's out of unacceptable according to my word, they would do that. You're doing that, and a lot of times Satan tries to make you feel as though what you're doing is useless. He tries to make you feel as though what you're doing is of no avail. It is. It counts. It does count. You have to believe what I'm telling you. Trust me, as an individual who's been living as, a, as in, who's been living saved, who's been living his salvation since 2001, consistently, not in and out of God. I'm not somebody who was saved for four years, stopped being saved for one year, came back to God. Been li- no, I've been saved consistently. The day I gave my life, not to where my parents drugged me to church and said, you're going to be saved missing at that. Niche. No, the day I made the choice and said, I'm going to live for God. I've been running for God consistently. Running for God since then. So I know what I'm telling you. You're going to go through times that suck. You're going to go through times that are hard. You're going to go through times that just make you feel as though this isn't worth it. It is. Don't let Satan get you to believe that is not worth it. This is what he does to individuals. This is the reason why an individual who was living their salvation goes to claiming salvation. You got a lot of people who Satan had at one point in time. God had them, but now Satan's got them. At one point in time, they weren't living in salvation. Now they're just claiming salvation. What do I mean? They backslid in the church. What do I mean? Meaning that they they, they, they they were living the salvation. They were saved. But then they left. They left God. And now you still hear them every now and then talking about, oh, you know, I still love the Lord. I still talk to God. I still know the hell they don't. The dog on lives. They are lying. And even if they do talk to God, even if they do talk to God, if you walked away from God, he don't hear you. I'm sorry. Those of you that are not saved, you're out there praying. Those of you who are claiming slash false claiming salvation. God does not hear your prayers. God says, hi, he says, the, the ears of the Lord are open to the prayers of the righteous. Says, but his face is against the wicked. He says he's angry with the wicked every day. That's what the word of God says. This is the reason why, like I said earlier in the message, I don't know what the hell some of y'all people are reading. When you read your Bible, what the hell are you reading? Because I'm reading stuff in the Bible that shows me that all this garbage and all this goofy BS that you religious people and folks that are claiming salvation think that you're getting away with, you must be illiterate, all due respect. Because the Bible speaks against a lot of different things that people swear up and down God agrees with. You swear, I I hear people swear up and down that God agrees with all different kinds of things. Oh, Jesus drank wine. I never read that in my Bible, not once. I heard he turned water to wine. I never heard he drank it. So, you know, it, there's a lot of differences, dude. I'll be all day if I went into the stuff that I do heard people swear up and down that they then. Oh God, he. Another thing that I hear all the time: God loves the sinner, but He hates the sin. So then, why are you involved in sin? That's something that yes, the Word of God does back up. So if God loves the sinner and hates the sin. Why did you not go on and say, I need to stop committing sin because the Bible says that the the soul that sins, it shall die. How the hell did you skip over that part of the Bible? How did you skip over the part of the Bible where God said that the individual who's living in sin, he'll cast his soul into hell, but you read the part that said, God is love. How the hell did you find that part when here it is to find the part that says God is love? You had to go through the part that says God doesn't like an individual. God does not accept the individual who happily commits sin. A lot of the stuff that I hear these people say. That, that, that they're just claiming south sal- that are just claiming salvation that are just religious that are hypocrites that are people who just go to church and your only reason why you go to church is so that you can listen to your choir sing all these people that i hear say this goofy dumb stuff when i read the scriptures that they swear but now or, oh god said this he said that i'm reading my bible like okay he did say that but you know five five scriptures not five chapters two, three, four, five scriptures before or after he said what you said, he also said something about judgment. He also said something that, you know, sinners shouldn't prosper. He also said that whatever it is you're involved in, he doesn't agree with it. So how did you miss that part and got the part that you got? Those of you that are living your salvation, don't be deceived. A sinner will not prosper. Don't look at it that what they got now The Bible says all that that, that they got now is vanity. Don't look at how they're prospering now with man. Look at how they're prospering with God. Because the Bible tells you. It says that what you do in God is what you can carry on. They can't carry those houses with them. I don't care if they're millionaires, billionaires. I don't care how good life is for them. You look at a lot of these millionaires and billionaires. You look at a lot of these celebrities. They are depressed. Yeah, they get in front of the camera. The paparazzi snaps pictures of them. They're happy. They're shopping. They're on vacation. They got wife number one, two, three, four, five, six. They got husband number seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, they're living a good life. They got money. Rappers getting on there. I got money. I get hoes. You know, all this other kind of dumb stuff. All these orange females up here rapping, talking about my booty, this, my booty, that. And I'm thick, and I've got all these men and this, and that, and this. They are depressed, dude. Don't get it twisted. They'll swear oh, I live a happy life. No, then most some of them don't. Most of them don't. I don't even say most of them do not. And even if they do, guess what? When they die, they can't take any of that stuff with them. And then on top of not being able to take any of that stuff with them, they got to face an angry God. I would much rather be broke than to die and face. I would much rather be broke, die, living a life that is acceptable in the other of God than to go and have all this stuff, life, and all this great liberty and all this other kind of stuff, and have to die and face an angry God. I'll be all day talking about this stuff. You guys know how I am. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and cut it here, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Reverend Lyle Lewis, a.k.a. Sean Lou. I come from the Word Evangelistic Church, where my pastor is, Prophet Willie C. Townsend, my co-pastor is, Prophet C. Townsend. If you like what you heard, please like and subscribe to my to my podcast channel or Tune me in, uh, not me and I I don't preach. My pastor, he does the preaching in the church. Um, you know, tune in to the Word Evangelistic Church, where the pastor's probably Willis Townsend. look us up on YouTube, Google, Facebook. We're out there. Check us out. Love y'all. Be safe, stay safe, God bless.